We are live. We've already made it through half of the NFL season. Joel, your Giants finally lost, man. I thought they were going to come back. I, I went on Twitter. I'm like, all right, this is a time to uh, bet the Giants are now down 14. It's a good time to bet them. But, Joel, hope everything's good by you in New Jersey. Everything's nice in New York. It's like 75 degrees in November, so happy about that. How was your Halloween with your fam, man? You guys went trick-or-treating? Uh, any fun stories to share? Nothing crazy. Uh, my first ever trick-or-treater at my house had 50 nice. kids come up at once. It was like a complete zoo. So it was good. It was a good Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So week eight was pretty good. Um, I don't know who won because Dave's not here and he keeps score. So I'm just going to assume that he lost and me and you tied for first. That's probably what happened anyways. But we're here to break down. Early look. It's Wednesday night. It's a World Series game going on. we got Thursday night football tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down um, the main slate on Sunday. A lot of people have kind of changed teams. Joe, who sticks out to you before we start breaking down these games? What are we going to look into as far as like injuries and trades? You know, has, has enough shuffled around with Hawkinson, you know, leaving the Lions to open up things there? Does he help the Vikings? You know, which trades do you think are more fantasy relevant at this point? Well, there's a few loaded questions because the first thing to consider is how do the trades affect this week versus how do they affect the teams going into the season? You know, definitely proceed with caution for all the trades for this week. First week on a guy getting traded, who knows how incorporatively, how many plays they'll know. Um, I'm not saying you can't play anyone, but I don't think they'll be 100% having been with the team for, you know, less than five or six days. Uh, but long-term, you know, I think there's some, I mean, I think the Dolphins are, are going to be a problem. The Dolphins made some, some good moves. Um, I like the Vikings. Like the Vikings are winning a lot of games. They added one of the better tight ends in the league. Um, so I think there's a lot of interesting moves. It was a very active offseason uh, trade deadline. I think it should be fun moving forward. Yeah. Like you said, man, wait till week two after the trade and your guy will probably go out there catch a touchdown, run for a touchdown, and throw for a touchdown, just like McCaffrey did in his second game. So, look, make sure you check us out at windailysports.com. Make sure you use promo code WINBIG to lock in for a free week um, to get access to all our content, our expert chat. I was up late last night uh, with one of our users who was sweating a single-entry NBA win for $4,000. It locked up. We congratulated him. $12 entry. Then he got stack corrected for like seven point seven five and dropped to second place. It wasn't even a showdown. I, I usually happens like in showdowns, but a uh, big shout out to Bones, man. He had me up to like one o'clock sweating these games with him last night. But uh, it's pretty cool to kind of single entry turn twelve dollars into two thousand dollars. It was four thousand dollars for a hot second, but then it slid down to two thousand dollars. But Joe, let's break down this slate. You know, what I like to do is I have our projection model open at windailysports.com. I got our optimizer open at windailysports.com. Make sure you go check it out. Green Bay, Detroit. Look, if we looked into the season, you know, prior to the season, we knew the Lions defense were going to be this bad. You have Aaron Rodgers heading to town with some value plays. You'd probably want some Aaron Rodgers, but it's Aaron Rodgers of 2022. So I don't know if I really want Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Jones is the smash play here. You know, fairly priced on both sides. Aaron Jones got going to go to, you know, Romeo Dobbs made a great catch. He looks like a, a talented wide receiver for this team, but Lazard is probably back. So I might temper some expectations. Sammy Watkins is still there. Probably has a decoy. Tanyan's involved. 
Jones is the Jones is the play of this game from the Green Bay side. On the Detroit side, it looks like DeAndre Swift is, you know, I heard reports this morning that he's probably not healthy yet. Even when he is healthy, Jamal Williams scores all the touchdowns to kind of vulture everybody. Goff had a great game at home, but this is a tough defense. Amon Ross St. Brown has been quiet for the past couple weeks, so, you know, maybe ownership comes down. But, again, Green Bay defense, Jair Alexander, and the rest of the defense plays tough. But this is a game that we might want to stack up here, Joe. Is this a prime target for you as far as a game stack, or are you really just focusing in on a couple plays from this game? Yeah, no, I, I'm looking at this game like it's the, like, uh, six players. This is going to go 42-40, play everyone. Not quite there, but I do want to play a couple guys from this game. You know, Detroit can't stop anyone. I think getting some exposure to Green Bay is a must. They're going to score points. Um, I think you're right. I think Jones is probably the top target for sure. I'm okay with, you know, taking a shot on uh, Dobbs as, you know, he's been – He's their top target in the passing game. I think Tanyan can get a, a good game here if you want to go with the tight end route. Um, I even like A.J. Dillon, who maybe will vulture a few goal line scores or something like that. So you definitely want to target this Detroit defense every week, and those are seem to be the playmakers on the Packers. On the other side, the Packers' defense is good, right? I don't yeah. think it's quite as good as last year or, um, or what we thought they would be, but they're still good. So that's why I think it keeps this game from becoming a, a full-blown shootout. Um, right now, you know, while Amon St. Brown is a star, I want to make sure he's healthy. I don't think this is the matchup to go back to him uh, with these Packers uh, corners. But, like, with that, I think I can go to the secondary passing game, right? Maybe Reynolds um, gets a few passes. Maybe uh, Khalif Raymond. Um, and the problem also is with Swift always being hurt, it seems like they're going to continue to lean on a dual backfield, which yep. just makes it tough to play those guys if they're splitting splitting the carries. Yeah, you got 2.5 Brock Wright, like kind of sitting out there too. I don't think we need to go there. Um, there's a tight end I like in the next game that I'm probably going to target here, so I'll probably be off that. Rodgers in play, not going to load up. He's just not clicking with his offense. He's talking trash against all of them as well, so I'm probably not going there. Second game on the slate that we're going to be talking about are the Chargers versus the Falcons. Somehow the Falcons are, are leading the division right now. Maybe playoff bound if if Tampa Bay keeps on losing here. Corderell Patterson should be back this game. I never played Corderell Patterson, so he'll probably score two touchdowns in this game. But the guy I probably want the most of is Austin Eckler. Look, with Keenan Allen most likely out with a hamstring injury, Mike Williams definitely out here. Eckler is probably going to catch 10 passes, run for 80, catch maybe for 70, 80, one touchdown, two touchdowns for likely. Lucky, um, look, the Falcons defense is not good. So Eckler's in a, a smash spot, probably the best spot. Um, Aaron Jones' spot is good, but Austin Eckler's spot might be even better here. Josh Palmer, affordable at 5.1 on DraftKings. And Gerald Everett, uh, I've been playing him all year long as, as a tight end. Hasn't really disappointed me, so I like Everett a bunch here. On the Falcon side of things, he still got Pitts, who are, is cheap. He was in my best lineup. Um, this is the first time I played him in a long time, but he was in my best lineup on DraftKings uh, in Week Eight. He's in play here. Outside of that, you know, I don't really want much. You know, Drake London fairly priced at four point nine. They don't really throw the ball enough. Where if I'm taking a player from the Falcons, we've been talking about this a lot in our expert chat, and you know, Joe, you've been hinting at it pretty much every show. 
these game stacks, you know, outside of a couple weeks haven't really paid off. And this is a game where a lot of the million maker takedowns and the big takedowns is, you know, one player from each game or maybe two players from each game, one wide receiver, one running back. But these game stacks haven't been playing out as much as they have done in years past. So look to this game, Eckler, Palmer, Everett. I like, I'm not really going to load up on, on Herbert here without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Drake London, Kyle Pitts in play. No Mariota for me. Joe, how do you see this game? Anything else that you want to kind of hit on this game? Well, I think what the challenge is, I believe every week you want exposure to the running game against the Chargers. They're one of the worst run Ds in the league. The problem is there's three, run, there's three running backs in the Falcons that might get carries. Not just two, yeah. there's three, which makes that really challenging because, you know, without, without condensed um, – workload if it's all spread out it's hard to pick i guess you know cordero patterson's the guy obviously but who knows if he's going to be eased back in you know if they're going to rotate so if there's any sign pregame that somebody might get the bulk of the carries i'm for sure going to go there uh but it is a little bit murky yeah so i'm pretty much staying off that like i said every i haven't played cordero patterson in this, this two-year run that he has and people have and he keeps scoring touchdowns and becomes effective but i'll be off him again Next game on the slate we're going to be breaking down is interesting. ATN has emerged as a stud. Trevor Lawrence is still the bum that I kind of thought he was uh, when he got drafted. So no Lawrence for me, but ATN, great spot, 6.3. Dude is electric. It's the reason why they traded away James Robinson because ATN really has it. Um, he's popping in our projections. He's popping on our optimizer, windailysports.com. So make sure you go check that out. ATN is, is fifth on our board on our optimizer, only behind Eckler, Jacobs, Mixon, Aaron Jones, and then it's ATN, and he's fairly priced at 6.3. So he's in a great spot, of course. You know, as far as the rest of the players in this game, Josh Jacobs has looked great too. He's playing for a contract. Both these running backs are my two favorite plays in this game. I keep on wanting to go back to a Derek Carr, Devontae Adams combination. I really don't know what's broken with Devontae Adams. I just I don't I don't get it. I don't think it's Derek Carr because I actually think Derek Carr is good. I don't know if it's his offensive line, but you would think Derek Carr with Adams and Renfro and Hollins, you know, they've been quiet. Darren Waller's been injured. Joe, talk about these Raiders, man. Like what outside of Jacobs, do you have any faith in them? Because they have a good matchup against, you know, the Jags here. Not really. They've looked pretty bad. Um, it's, it's a hard team to go after. Listen, I I can understand getting behind Adams, but at the what we've gotten from him and at the price you're going to have to pay, it's not worth it right now. Like if he was more, if they brought his price tag way down, um, you know, I, I would for sure consider him. But you know, at, at 8100, still in that top 8K tier, um, I just think there's better studs to get up to. Um, you know, the other maybe guy I'd consider who hasn't been great, but if you want to save some salary, uh, you can consider Moreau uh, if Waller ends up not playing. But if Waller's back, then I just think uh, I just think you go to the other side of this game. Yeah, Derek Carr, man. We're looking at our projections here at WindailySports.com. You can check them out for free with promo code GREEN. Still down on Carr, even though he's $5,400 on DraftKings. We're down on him a little bit. Um, as you can see, Trevor Lawrence is actually popping in the model more than Derek Carr. I don't know if I buy that, but, you know, one I guy do. that's in this – you buy that? You buy I'm it? I'm into Trevor Lawrence this week. I think 
this Raiders pass defense is one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Uh, the fact that the Raiders got to come to the East Coast to play on a one o'clock game, I think this sets up a really good spot for for Lawrence to have a big day. Yeah, one guy who is popping on our projections. If you go to tight end at windailysports.com and you sort by value, Evan Ingram is popping on the model. He is cheap. Tony the sicko came in on Sirius on Saturday and called a Evan Ingram touchdown at plus 500. I believe it was the London game or whatever game it was. And dude scores a touchdown. Now he's 3,300. He's involved for sure. Um, how do you like him at tight end at 3,300? You know, I'm assuming if you like Lawrence, you probably either want to go to Ingram or maybe some Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones. Who would you stack Trevor Lawrence with? So I think my brain tells me Ingram makes sense. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. My heart hates Evan Ingram. He's <laughs> a giant so fan. The Giants. I just, he was so bad for us. Like I just All I can imagine is the bad Evan Ingram that was we had on the Giants. So it's hard for me to get around to him, but at 3,300, I think he does obviously make sense in this spot. Um, but, yeah, the main target is going to be Kirk. Um, I'm, do- I'm totally fine with Marvin Jones. Really, I just want shares of, of the targets of this past game because the Raiders are getting beat every week. Yeah, there you go, man. We got a question real quick from Jimmy. Uh, would you play ATN in Ingram but not use Trevor? I think that does make sense. You can definitely go that way because Ingram is super cheap. ATN is a salary saver as well. So I think it makes a lot of sense there. Thanks for checking in, Jimmy. Jimmy, um, I'll for that. The, the, my, my rule typically with playing two guys on the team, I think you know exactly what Jason was saying. If you're going with a super cheap guy, right, you don't need him to score 30 points. Nuts. Yeah. Then you can play two of them, right? If you're going to play two studs over 8K, then you and then you then you need the quarterback with them because they need to both go nuts. But with a super cheap guy, you can play two without the quarterback. Yeah, next game up, man. I would have thought you know the million maker lineup would need to in it, but it actually wasn't to it, man. It was Justin Fields, some way, somehow. He was in the million maker lineup uh, for whatever reason, but Tua obviously had a great game. Jeff Wilson is coming to town. Um, we were on this Miami team. I had some great lineups with Waddle and Tyreek and Tua. Mostert I had as a one-off on lineups. I didn't play Tua. Those lineups didn't do that well because Mostert just did not find his way into the end zone. Every time they got down close to it, they run some trick play or they score a touchdown from deep. But Tua in play again. Obviously, I do not like this as much as I liked a Detroit matchup. Chicago on the road. Um, different ball game, different pace here. Montgomery Fields and Herbert are going to run the ball a lot. It's going to be way slower than the Detroit Lions. So, look, anytime that these two guys go out, Tyreek and Waddle, they're going to be playable. Um, but not a dream matchup. I wouldn't play them together like I played them together the week before. I think it's kind of a solo play. You either play them as one-offs or you play them with Tua in a one-man combo. Gusecki, he's okay. Um, not probably going to go there this week. Now, Bears get Claypool. I don't know if that does much for, for Claypool. I don't know if that does much for the Bears. Uh, the Bears lose one of the best defenders, so maybe you want to bump Miami up a bit. You know, offensively here, Joel, you know, outside of maybe Tyreek and Waddle, do you have any love for Fields or Tua? Are you stacking this game up 45 and a half over under? Nothing too sexy here. But you still got Tua, you still got Tyreek and Waddle. So I'll start with the Bears side. Not a lot to like there. Um, 
if you do really love the Dolphins, there's some people now that are just full on Dolphins fans and they want to play that game. I'm okay with going back on one of the probably Mooney uh, as a receiver because uh, the way you attack this team is through the air. So I'm okay with maybe sprinkling him in. On the other side, I do think the Dolphins win. The other thing to be concerned about is it could become a blowout, right? I don't know if this Paris team is that good. I think the Dolphins can maybe get a lead and play more conservatively than they've been playing. So I'm definitely okay with playing one of these Dolphins and getting a share of this offense, but I don't think I'm going to super stack it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Next game, definitely not super stacking. The only guys I really want for these games are the two starting running backs. I think Taylor, somehow his price went up. Uh, I don't think he had a great game, but his price went up this week. Tough matchup against New England. I think Belichick goes ahead and shuts him down or tries to shut him down because it's Ellinger. Um, not going to be, you know, put the ball in his hands. Don't let Taylor beat you. I think that's Belichick's mode here. Both defenses are in play. I would lean more, obviously, towards the Patriots side of things. I like Stevenson. You know, what's not to like? The guy is catching a bunch of balls. He's on the field all the time. Very active. Stevenson, fairly priced again at 6200 He's popping in our model as, as one of the better value plays here, too. Um going to be a top 10 running back pretty much for the rest of the season if they keep using him the way they're using him he's the only guy i really like you know we got to see in some injuries potentially you know on the patriot side of thing maybe you give you know taekwon thornton if Devonte parker does not go a shot at 3.3 jacoby myers 5.4 makes some sense you want to take a shot at hunter henry makes some sense joe any faith in the passing game for the Colts? i know you know, we were talking about Ellinger last week. Were you impressed, not impressed? Um, and then with his passing attack, Pittman, Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce. It's a tough defense in New England. Are you, are you taking a shot on Ellinger again? You know, I will go back to Ellinger at some point this year, but not against Belichick. Yep. I, don't, I don't like him here. I think the only plays I'm looking at here are the Patriots stack of Stevenson and Patriots defense. Yep. No, I agree with you. We can skip over the rest of that game and probably skip over – um, maybe not actually. Look, the Panthers, if you had Foreman last week, which I did in some of my lineups, um, it was great, man. The guy who just scored touchdowns, heavily involved. I believe Hubbard's going to be back, though, this week, correct? I be- it, say- it seems as that way. Yeah, so if he comes back, I don't think he takes a lot away because Foreman's, you know, it's probably his job to lose at this point. But at the same time, he will be on the field from time to time, so he could steal some touches away. So, Foreman, 6K, I think there's better plays. Like Stevenson, we just mentioned at 6.2. Um, ATN, same price range. But Foreman, probably lesser owned of the bunch. But nothing too sexy about him here if Hubbard is back. If Hubbard is out, you can bump him up a little bit. DJ Moore, 5.8. He's probably still burning after what happened last week with the whole helmet situation. Terrace Marshall, he's getting looks, man. You know, one of those could be a touchdown this week, 3.9. Cincinnati's got smoke by the Browns, man, like badly. That was like an embarrassing loss in your home state um, on the road in Cleveland. So they're going to want to come out here. They're going to probably put up some points from their side. So more Marshall in play, Foreman in play, GPPs, or, you know, maybe I'll load up on a little bit more if Hubbard is ruled out. From the Cincy side, Joe, Mixon, one of these days, this guy's going to have a monster game. I don't know when it is, but one of these days he will. Um, They can't protect Burrow, they can't really get much running lanes for Mixon, but they're all fairly priced, man. Burrow, 6.6. Mixon, 6.5. Higgins and Boyd are expensive. Hayden Hurst is cheap. Who do you like the best from the Cincy side? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the 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 good news about Cincy is, or I don't know if it's good or bad. There's a lot of mouths to feed. So even without Chase, you know, they still have Boyd. Like Boyd got boosted a lot because you know Chase is outside. I think there's more targets for him. I also think Mixon can catch more balls. Hayden Hurst can catch more balls. Joe Burrow's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I like the Cincy offense, and I'm looking to get some shares. You know, however you want to get there, whether it's with Hurst or Mixon or Going with Higgins, um, you can go any direction, but I definitely do want some shares with him here. Yeah, tough. It, it becomes tougher uh, this week with the pricing. Don't play Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas, he obviously not going to be that effective. I think Mixon is the safest. Boyd at six point three, and Hurst is in play. And Burrow, you can play a many slate, man. These guys in a good spot. Um, Kirk Cousins, man, keeps winning games. He gets a little revenge narrative against the Commanders. He's got a potent offense now. He's got Dalvin Cook and Madison behind him, which, you know, always scoring points. And then you got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and they make the move to get Hawkinson here. Hawkinson at 5K, wait and see approach for me. Jefferson at 8.6. You can load him up. You can load Thielen up. You can load Dalvin Cook up. Cousins in play as well. Heineken keeps winning games, so that makes me think that this won't be a blowout. Kind of shocked that the over-under is only 43.5. Kind of like the over here, if I'm going to make a play here. Make sure you check out our guys over at the Sharp app as well for all your betting needs, sports betting props, all that kind of good stuff. But Heineke um, keeps winning. 5.4, I feel like he's kind of in play. McLaurin kind of in play. But it looks like Dotson might be back and they're fully healthy here. So I will lean the Minnesota side. Joe, talk about this game. 43 seems a little bit low for the over-under to me. I agree. Um, listen, Vegas knows something. So if, if you want to be scared off, I'm okay with that. But I also think I think it's a fun GPP way to be different is stack this game, right? This game does have the potential of going over. And, you know, again, this is a GPP, but this is not safe. Don't do this in cash. Runs. But if you want to throw a lineup in a big tournament with Heineke, McLaurin, Jefferson, and maybe – Cook or something like that. I can see this becoming a you know 34, 31 type shootout down there in Washington. So um maybe maybe something to take a shot on. Yeah, I think this game is is definitely stackable. A lot of weapons on both sides here. Lean the Minnesota side, and I think Heineke's a good value at 5.4. This next game is gonna be a blowout. Um, Bills probably win by three, four touchdowns here. They make the move to get Naheem Hines, so when you think James Cook might emerge and actually might get more of a role here for your season-long fantasy guys, that's not going to happen. They're going for a championship here. They bring in Himes to spell Singletary, third down, pass catch, and all that kind of stuff. And I think Singletary looked good too. So kind of a weird move, but the Bills are so great. They don't need the big splash. They just need a couple pieces here and there. Um, Bills in play. Josh Allen always in play. Diggs always in play. Gabe Davis, a little bit too expensive for me. Dawson Knox, I guess so. But I'm not touching the Jets at all. Zach Wilson is so terrible. I've been saying this now for two years. Joe Flacco is at least five to ten times better than Zach Wilson will ever be. Even at his age now, he'll play better. Um, Everybody's pissed off at Wilson and the management here. So I played Wilson last week. He got me points. I was happy. Saw a little red flame by him. I, I probably won't do that for a while again. I, I got in and got out playing my Jets, but I don't know, man. This game, not appealing on either side for me because I just think it's going to be a blowout. But, of course, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are playable every single day of the week. So 
I always have my cards up in a division rivalry because weird things happen in division rivalries. The Bills are a significantly better team than the Jets, and it's not close. Um, I do think the Jets are talented, but Jay, I think you're right. They can only go, they can only go as far as Wilson, and that's not very far, and that's a problem yeah. right now. And I think they got more talent outside of him around that team. If they had a quarterback, I think they'd actually be a dangerous team. But Wilson is just he's handcuffing them right now. And against Josh Allen, I think that's a problem. I think the only chance the Jets have is if they can slow the Bills down a little bit, make this a low scoring game. And slow the yeah. clock, which is possible because of the division rivalry narrative, and maybe Joe. I said it's impossible. <laughs> no shot. Impossible? Unless, unless Josh Allen, I don't even want to say, it, but unless something happens to Josh Allen, it's going to be a blowout. The Jets can't compete. It's probably going to be a pick six. If, if Wilson's going to be forced to throw the ball a bunch, it's just not like there's Jets fans around me. I'm like, guys, like don't, don't, don't get upset when they start losing because it, it's coming real quick and. Sooner rather than later, and, and my boys were all pissed because they could have beat the Patriots. Like if they just didn't throw the ball at all, they would have won that game. But he's really, 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 really bad. Four o'clock games. Um, this game was a stinker last time. This game lost me a lot of money because we all stacked the shit out of it, and it just didn't pan out. Seattle versus Arizona. Joe, Ken the Walker, great. Um, Gito Smith, probably great. Uh, Metcalf, Lockett, if you can guess right on whatever week they're the guy that goes off, you know, both fairly priced because they, they keep swapping off each other. Um, Arizona, Hopkins is priced up now. Uh, I played him. He was pretty much a lock button for me last week at 7.3. 7.9, probably still close to a lock button. Ertz, you know, always gets there. We don't really know what's going on with James Conner. You know, Benjamin as of yet. Connor still battling some injuries here. Joel, you're doubling down on the game stack here because it's tougher this time around after getting burnt the first time. If so, which side do you lean on? Who do you lean on in this game? Because it's got one of the highest overrunners on the board. Yeah, this looks like a, a great game environment for your DFS purposes. I think this should be a high-scoring game. The Cardinals typically produce good DFS games. Uh, Kyler, they move fast. Kyler can score points. Uh, with Hopkins around, they're a little bit more explosive, so – I really like the Kyler and Hopkins duo. That's going to be my go-to on the Cardinal side. And then uh, on the other side of the ball, you're right. I mean, this whole Seahawks offense is grooving. Um, I love Walker. I'm going to go back to Walker every week until they out they price me out of him. And then you can play Geno and one of those guys, one of the receivers as well. I know it's tough to pick one because they do seem to, to swap back and forth. Um, but, yeah, I'm okay with playing, just getting shares in this game. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. His next game, man, we got to wait on news on Cooper Cup. As of right now, ankle sprain. We don't know the severity. I need him for my season-long team in the Win Daily League, so I hope he comes back. He's kind of the guy that goes out there every single week, gets me 20 to 30 points. So 8.9, priced up. It's a shit show in L.A., man. Like, we don't know. Darrell Henderson is not going to make it as a running back, you know, on this team. Cam Akers is gone. Now Ronnie Rivers and Malcolm Brown, they're they're struggling all around. They're only projected to score 20 here. It's ugly, man. It really is ugly for both these teams. I don't know. I feel like the, the Rams are more broken than the Bucs, but they're pretty much the same team here. I don't really want Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup, obviously always playable. Now he's coming in under 9K. Higby makes some sense at 3.7. On the backside of things, Fournette, 6.6, makes sense. Evans, Godwin. Kind of makes sense, 7.2, 6.2. 
But, Joe, I don't feel good about it. Over under 42 and a half in Tampa. You could try to sell me on any of these plays, not named Cooper Cup, but is there anybody that you really like in this game? No, I'm not very high on this Rams offense right now. Their all line is a mess. Their running game is just below below average. Uh, I mean, maybe Tyler Higby, and the reason I'm okay with Higby is because there's just so few tight end options that you get, you know, he's something that gets targeted a lot. So um, I don't like love Higby. I just don't love any of the tight ends. And he's a guy that gets a lot of love. So I might play him there. Yeah. Kind of an ugly game. I'm going to be breaking down position by position, telling you our favorite plays that covers all the games on the main slate. Let's go to Tony for a quick second to pop in real quick. My name is Tony Tixel. So you probably see me here before at Wendell for doing multiple different tasks, but it's because I love sports. And I love making a profit. And we all know that it's tough economic times right now for everybody, for me, for you. So we got together as a team and said, how can we offer the best tools in the business for the best price point that we can make it a value to us and you as a consumer? And that's where we came up with $5.99 a week. Yeah, that's true. $5.99 a week. And remember, this promo code GREEN. G-R-E-E-N. You see the green behind the football, behind the numbers, because we all want some green in our lives, right? Let's face it. And how do we get the most green? And what do we get for this green for this $5.99 per week? Limited time offer, but for a weekly membership, you get access to every sport. We do every sport here at Daily. We have models for everything. Player prop models, prize pick models, optimizers. But the most important thing above our podcasts, above our shows, above our articles is our premium coaching in the Discord chat. We have experts in there 24-7 that are able to answer your questions and make it feel like a community, okay? Here's a sample of some of the stuff that you get. You see the home run models right there, the prize pick prop models. Formula One racing, yes, we do NASCAR, NFL showdowns, and then our highly popular Better Golf podcast, NCAA football every Friday night, MLB DFS plays and props. And how about the run pass percentages that go in our articles every single week? On top of that, our highly popular NFL pre-lock show, PGA DraftCast. These guys from the golf show are hitting on a weekly basis, MLB strategy. And then you see some more statistics when it comes to football. These are the graphs that you see. And then everybody says, what else do you get? Where's the screenshots? Who wins, right? Well, here you go. We'll give you some screenshots, 50,000, 100,000, 25,000, 5,000, right? Then you go again, 25,000, 900. And guess what? It doesn't matter big or small. Maybe it's $30. Maybe it's $50. Maybe it's $5. It doesn't matter. Okay. We talk to big and small, advanced, beginner. We're all a family here. If you're making money, that's good with us because that's where we want to be. So remember. Win Daily Sports, $5.99 a week. Get that green and let us turn your love of sports into a profit center. Now we're going to go back to break down each position real quick, Joe. And I got a live prop right now in this World Series. And the guy I got was over bases, Jordan Alvarez. He comes up with a base loaded and they hit him with the first pitch. That doesn't help my over bases prop. He, he, he starts the game with a single. And looking pretty good. It was in the gap, too. If he was a little faster, he'd probably make it a second. But still sweating his out. It's the fifth inning. Houston is now up one nothing here. Look, Joe, quarterback, you got to get him right if you want to win the money. Obviously, in cash and GBP is the same thing. So we sort by projection right now. 
Looks like Josh Allen is probably going to be coming up number one on pretty much every slate that Mahomes is not on and Jalen Hurts is not on. You know, tough spot, though, because they probably blow out the Jets here. Murray comes to number two. Surprisingly, Justin Fields is popping as one of the best values right now, and we're going to be changing this throughout the week, so you make sure you want to go come check back at winddailysports.com. Two and number four, Gino number five, Mariota's popping at 5.3, another one of the great values. But, Joe, um, if you had to say, who's your favorite, you know, highest projected, you know, favorite guy to play and then a favorite value to play? You know, let's include salary, but overall, who's your best, you know, quarterback you feel the best about and a guy you want to play for value? I think the safest quarterback for me this week is Kyler Murray. I just think this game has a really good game environment. There's going to be points scored. They're going to be going back and forth. He's got his big-time guy in Hopkins. Uh, and, you know, from a competitive standpoint, you save $1,000 on him from from Josh Allen. So uh, in terms of most cumulative points, I'll go with Murray. But my favorite value, and it's going to be different. It's going to be a good GPP play. I mentioned him already. Trevor Lawrence. This Las Vegas defense is terrible. Coming to the East Coast on a one o'clock game, I think this is a spot for him to have a big hit. And, and to be honest with you, I normally don't like Trevor Lawrence. This is not like I'm a homer. I'm not rooting for him. I just think it's a good spot. You like his hair, bro? Don't lie, man. You want <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's hair? Nah, man. I was never really a Trevor Lawrence guy, but yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. The Vegas Raiders kind of just falling apart. Five point two makes some sense. I like Gino, fifty eight hundred. If you're not paying up for Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, I think Geno's in a great spot. Look, he didn't play great against the scene last time because he didn't really have to. I think Arizona's a different team with DeAndre Hopkins, different offense. So with that offense getting better, Geno has to play better. He has got to throw the ball more. So I do like Geno. I agree with you on Kyler. If you're not playing Geno in that game, I think Kyler's in a good spot. Look, Justin Fields, 5.3. With the rushing upside, maybe Claypool does something for this team. Uh, Miami's defense, look, Miami's going to score. So I think he kind of makes some sense, too. Outside of that, don't really like Brady. I think Aaron Rodgers kind of makes sense. And I think, you know, Kirk Cousins with a little bit of a revenge factor, he makes some sense, too. But we'll be talking about this more in our expert chat. Switching over to running back, Joel, I'm going to take the top dog. I think Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones, man, it's going to be tough not to make a lineup without at least one of these guys in. And I would love to make a lineup with both these guys in. Um, on top of that, ATM, we mentioned it. His price is too cheap at 6300 Jacob's in a great spot, too. If you sort by value on our projection model and you want to go there, look, when whenever I see the guy who's like the top projected and also one of the top values, you know, within the same top three, top five spot, you really want to target those guys. So Aaron Jones, ATN, and Eckler, they're the safest on the slate right now. Mixon is is popping as well, but I feel a lot better about those top three. I think Ramondre Stevenson at 6,200 and Walker at 6,200 makes some sense here. Joe, do you see this any other way? Do you like maybe, you know, can I sell you on Joe Mixon, 6,500, or Jamal Williams at 5,900 if DeAndre Swift's not playing? If DeAndre Swift's not playing, then yes. Then yeah, you could definitely sell me on Jamal Williams. But yeah, I like Mixon. I, I put Mixon up there with those top three. I think with with Chase out, I think he maybe gets a few more looks against a team that they should handle, where he might get some more extra calories late in the game. So I, I, mean, I think Mixon's in a really good spot this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's your running backs there. You know, that top slot is where I really like to go to. Wide receivers, we got to see what's going on with Cooper Cup. I think DeAndre Hopkins in a smash spot. Um, Sticks did text me while we're doing this show. He likes Devontae Adams in a run back. If you're going to be running Trevor Lawrence with ATN or any of these Jags, he likes Devontae Adams in a bounce back spot at 8,100. Look, these top guys, they're all playable from Jefferson up to Cooper Cup. Any of these guys, 79, 8,000 and above, they're all in really good spots. You know, Minnesota against Washington, Miami, that offense, you know, just been great. Um, Adams will be the lowest owned here, so I think he becomes pretty interesting. Um, the Cincy guys, like we mentioned earlier, they're expensive, man. At 7300 I'd rather pay up and $600 more, get DeAndre Hopkins here. Probably we're going to end up going. From a value standpoint, as of right now, Mooney, 4700 makes some sense here. DJ Moore, his price hasn't gone up. McLaurin's been so much better with Heineke here. He's in a good spot. If you're stacking Trevor Lawrence, Zay Jones, another option at 4100 Drake London, I mentioned him earlier, 4900 Matt Collins turned into like the wide receiver two in front of Renfro and Waller not playing. He's kind of interesting at 4500 Joe, anybody else you're looking at, you know, from the top end of the wide receivers or the value spot that you really like? Yeah, I mean, I think you covered a lot of it. You know, T. Higgins – Again, I think they're, they're in a good spot without Chase. He might get some a little extra volume, so I'll be looking for him there. Um, Tariq Hill is a monster every week. Uh, they throw to him so much. They find ways, they creative ways to get him involved. So he almost has an extra boost because you get that extra point per catch. So um, he's going to have his, get his as well. Yeah, we're going to be updating these. We update these projections every single day. Anytime there's some breaking news, Injuries, it's only Wednesday here, so this will change. McLaurin kind of interesting at 5,900, too. Um, I think Heineke is just a better quarterback for this team. The ball is moving. They're winning games. So, you know, possible upset here against Minnesota. Uh, he's kind of like a mini Daniel Jones with these late-game heroics, Joe. Um, tight end, like I mentioned earlier, Ingram, 3,300, is popping from a value standpoint along with Higby. Pitts as well, 4,500 in a pretty good spot. I think Hayden Hurst is probably the – the safest Cincinnati Bengal to play at his price tag at 3600 And then if you sort by projection here, it's crazy to say, but with no Kelsey on this slate, no Kittle on this slate, um, no Mark Andrews on this slate, no Goddard on this slate, you know, Kyle Pitts is at the top of the slate right now at 4500 Zach Ertz never does you wrong at 5100 but – Look, it's it's a pay down spot. There's nobody that's gonna go out there and probably score two, three touchdowns like a Kelsey. So a lot of different ways to get different at tight end. Joel, anybody who pops out on you from the tight end spot? I just really like Gerald Everett this week. I know he's priced up a bit. You gotta pay for him, but you know, especially if they're gonna be without Williams and Allen, they're gonna throw the ball. I think he can get a couple extra targets. I think uh, Everett makes sense. Yeah, you know, we won't talk about defense much here, but Joe, defensively, the Bills versus the Jets. There's a, a reason why they're popping here. Green Bay versus Detroit, not paying up 3700 I know they're a good defense, but uh, I won't pay up for them when I can get the, the Bills right above them. Patriots make a lot of sense as well. Rams probably stay away from. Colts make some sense. Sorting by value here. Um, Panthers again, man, popping because nobody can protect Joe Burrow. 2300, they've been paying off all year round. Thoughts on the Seahawks, though. 
um, at 2,500 before we get out of here? I'm okay with it. My, my general thought is it's a little bit of a crapshoot playing a defense. Don't spend too much salary on it. Take a shot on one of these cheap guys. Hope they get a pick or so, and you'll get value there. So Seahawks, Panthers, Colts. Um, I'm probably not going to put the Jets against Josh Allen, but the, the Seahawks, Panthers, Colts, even Falcons, you know, they're all worth rolling the dice on. Joe, before we get out of here, man, um, what is your biggest word of advice, man? We have our optimizer, Wind Daily Sports, projection model, expert chat. If you can tell the listeners right now, you know, best strategy piece going into week nine from an NFL lineup creation, you know, standpoint, what would it be? And the second part of that question is, who do you think ends up, you know, specifically on the Million Maker stack? So, um, my piece of strategy I always give out, and I've been doing, I've been saying this for years, but I'll remind everyone, build your player pool before you build your lineups. Do not allow yourself to get, you know, six or seven guys in a lineup and then say, oh, I just need a really cheap guy to fill in this position who's going to get zero points and that ruins your whole lineup. You have a player pool, and then you have to make your full lineup work around that player pool. So if that means you got to drop on your more expensive guys to get more balanced, that's what you do because you are you can only go as far as your weakest lane. When you strike out with a guy, it's going to ruin your lineup. No, I like that. And don't forget my second question, man. Who's on that million maker lineup? I mean, the obvious – it's going to be someone from the Jaguars. I really don't – I think this this Raiders defense is having problems. I think the Jaguars score a lot of points. The obvious play is ETN, which tells me it's probably going to be someone else because it's usually not the obvious play. So I'll go with Christian Kirk. There you go. So Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk stack. Um, I like that game. You know, I do want to give Derek Carr another shot to Devontae Adams. I think that's a good spot as well. Um, from a strategy standpoint, Joe, I love your your comment there. Um, pretty simple comment, but sometimes I even forget about it. You start building and you just – and then when Sunday is over, it's like, I didn't like this guy all week. How did he end up in my lineup? But it's exactly what you said. And I found some success. You know, I'm not a 150 guy, but this past week I, I did exactly what you said. And you got to be changing your process and refining your process. But what I did this past week, I haven't had the best starts this NFL season was I built my player pool. I got my percentages right. I didn't want to enter 150, but I wanted to enter like 20, 25 different lineups. And I let the optimizer go. And I ended up with some combinations that made a lot of sense. You know, I really liked the Miami-Detroit game, but you always sometimes get those fillers wrong. And sometimes we don't have to make that decision. You just get your player pool and let the opto kind of plug in those last couple of pieces, it works out for whatever reason. It works out because you narrowed your player pool down. So I really like that bit of advice. And game stacking um, hasn't really panned out on most weeks here. When I say game stack, I'm talking about four or five, six players from one one entire game. But these one-offs have been working. You know, you get your quarter com- quarterback combination going, and then just it's been one-offs on every team. It's like you just need to get the, the top producing guy from each team for those big takedowns. So from a, a takedown perspective, I'm going to give, uh, hmm, I think this week, it's a tough one, man. It really, nothing is standing out like it was last week. I kind of like this, the Kyler Murray, the Andre Hopkins combination. I think that makes a lot of sense. Gino makes some sense, but I just never know if it's, if it's Metcalf or Lockett. So probably Kyler Murray Hopkins, um, if you're going to pay up, it's a nice little combination to go to. Make sure you hit us up at winddailysports.com. We'll be in our expert chat. Joel, 
Good luck in your golf lineups tomorrow. I know golf is kicking off uh, Thursday morning. If you missed a draft cast, these guys have been crushing it. 80 to 1, 90 to 1, 100 to 1. You know, first round leaders and outright. So go watch that draft cast. After you finish this show, your college football shows on Friday. We got our NFL shows on Sunday, Series XM shows on Saturday night as well. Joe, maybe you'll stop by when he's now that you're settled into your house. Maybe you can stop by the Series show this weekend and uh, give out some nice plays, man. But good luck to everybody. We're out of here. Everybody, you know, watching this World Series, man. Let's get a Jordan Alvarez hit, man. I need one more for my prop. And good luck. NBA, you know, as well, man. We've been playing NBA every day. Had some big takedowns this past week or so. So make sure you check us out in our expert chat. But we're out of here.